Check out the nation news at rollingdonsitdown.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 402. <laughs> That's so many episodes. I can't believe I've been here for all of them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they've all been live from the Larry Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, instead of dialing 911, should you be dialing 988? We'll get to that. Also, Mitch.Loans is stopping by because we're seeing our interest rates now go up. But could that mean an opportunity for you as a buyer to jump in the market? Is the market going to slow down and adjust? Also, UFOs. We're hearing a lot about UFOs in the other Washington right now. And I want to talk about it. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I think through the pandemic, people are really paying attention to mental health, Ron, and that's one of the reasons why sometime this summer, nationwide, we will all be introduced to dialing 988. Yeah, I thought found this really interesting and really exciting. So as you just said, there's a lot of different disparate things going on. And we've all heard over the years about like a suicide hotline, for instance, where um, you know people are at the ready 24-7 if you're having those suicidal type of thoughts. What if you're not suicidal? What if you're just sad? What if you're lonely? What if you live in Arkansas and me and Don live in Washington State? What about that situation? So they, they got together, especially during the pandemic, when we saw mental health really pushed to the forefront in all these different studies. And they said, can we combine a system similar to the 911 system where everybody just knows to dial 911. If there's an emergency, what do you do? You dial 911. So they said, we want to do this whether you're sad, whether you're lonely, whether you're feeling suicidal. Let's have one number and roll this out nationwide where anyone can call. And, and so some of the examples they give in this article, and we're within 100 days of this system going live. You can imagine uh, that it's really sort of difficult to build this out because it's going to be routed to a lot of different agencies similar to the 911. You can go to fire, you can go to police, you can go to rescue. Like there's a lot of different things where 911 gets routed. And so this system and the example they gave is a 17 year old that has been isolated because of, of COVID and is just feeling down. And so they could call not at 988 and just talk to someone. And say, hey, I'm not suicidal. I'm just bummed. Uh, you know, maybe I missed my my high school prom. Uh, we weren't allowed to go, or I got cut from the football team, or football team's not even playing this year. And you can just talk that through. You could be a person who has lost their job. Whatever it is, I think this is fantastic. I think if we can help publicize this and have it just become a normal thing of when I have a physical emergency, my house is on fire. I call 911 and the fire department shows up. When I have a, a, an emotional emergency and I learn how to even recognize that, I can call this number and there will be someone there to give me a little assistance. Yeah, you know what's really interesting about this? Our, our kids, they view race very differently 
they view being gay, lesbian, trans, they, they, they look at that very differently. And mental health, they look at very differently. Because I grew up in a house where you pull yourself up by the bootstraps and, and everything else that comes after that, right? And, 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 and so I learned to be a tough guy. And what happens is you actually end up stunning your growth as an, as an adult. I look back, there's just areas of my adulthood where I never grew up because I started numbing. And then I also wasn't really paying attention to the things that were happening around me and my own mental health. And we weren't but, allowed to cry. You weren't allowed to be sad. Yeah. So, so what was interesting, what was interesting is my son a few months ago, he said, daddy, can we, and these are the words that he used. He said, can we check in on ourselves and, and, and when we're having dinner at night, maybe I can ask you how your mental health is and you can ask me how my mental health is. That's awesome. And I'm like, where did you learn that? He said, I learned that from Joan. I said, who's Joan? He said, Joan is the school nurse. And so every once in a while, when I go to see Joan, the school nurse, she'll check in and she'll ask me how my mental health is because she'll talk about how physical health is really important, but so is mental health. So he's had these great conversations with Joan and he thought that maybe he could have one of those great conversations with me. So every once in a while, like we were at the dog park two days ago and we're, we're walking Charlie. And so he just looked up, up at it. He goes, daddy, so how was your day? And I just want to check in. How's your mental health going? And, and, and when he does that, I sometimes wonder, well, maybe there's something that he wants to talk about when he asked me that question. Right, because that's what you would do. And sometimes he's just checking in. Yeah. Sometimes he is just checking in. That's a that's a 12-year-old checking in with a 55-year-old to make sure that I'm doing and, okay. And, and we joke about it. I'm not joking. No, I'm, I'm saying not, I'm not we, joking. We joke about, about I joke I've joked about you in the past, and I was gonna make a joke about how remarkable it is that he's your son. But yeah. it is remarkable in a way. The, it the, is. The, yeah. the evolution of society and of young people uh, in, in one lifetime is amazing. And, and your son is very empathetic in that way. So that's that's cool. So this, this thing is rolling out nationwide within 100 days of you listening to this podcast. And I hope that people use it. I you, hope people see it in the same way that you see 911. Do you think this changes the way that we look at our police departments, our fire departments, and that we look at mental health, first responders, second responders? Because we have talked about reimagining policing, but here we're reimagining the 911 system which is kind of the gatekeeper sometimes of policing. And I'll give you an example. For instance, in Buffalo, we just had this horrible shooting there. And there's a woman that calls 911. And the dispatcher is about to get dispatched. Uh, she's about to get fired because the way that she treated this woman that called, because the woman was whispering. And it seemed like she was making fun of her, asking her why she was whispering, right? Well, the reason she's whispering is because there was a gunman that just shot 10 people dead and was shooting as many people as he could. And so to be fair to that dispatcher, though, it is very difficult sometimes when you have people that are calling and there's a shooting in progress or somebody is homeless and has attacked another homeless person or someone has broken into your house or you're just feeling depressed and lonely and you want to talk to somebody. We, we've asked these dispatchers to do a lot, haven't we? Well, yeah, and, and this to me is preventative maintenance, what you just said. So like you can, you can drive your car until you're out of oil and the red light comes on, 
That's not a wise choice. And like, that's the, the system we have now is never change your oil. I'm talking about metaphorically, uh, never check your tires, never go to Les Schwab and get the free pre uh, safety check. And then if something catastrophic happens, call 911. That's how we do it. Now, this system is trying to put that buffer in there of saying, so before you have an emergency situation, maybe do a little maintenance. Maybe get the oil changed. Maybe check the tires. And so then you don't have a blowout. You don't have an explosion down the down the road. You don't have to call 911 or you don't have to call the suicide hotline because you called 988 four or five times and it got you back onto, onto track. Yeah, it's good. And, and sometimes it is easier to talk to someone that's a, that's a kind stranger. I've, I've had some great talks on trains and planes. Uh, well, you know, you're never going to see him again. Yeah. You, you, you just, you, you kind of, you kind of open up. And I think it's because there's just certain discussions you don't want to have with your kids or maybe your partner or your spouse or your boss because of the repercussions of it or the repercussions that you feel like the things that could happen. And think about this for the most part, for the most part. Uh, and I have had some pretty, uh, incredible people in my life and two, two in particular people that I'm thinking right now commit suicide and in in one and one didn't surprise me because 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 this had gone on for, for years and when she decided to do it she decided to do it the other one completely completely surprised me and they they say when people are deciding to take their lives for the person that has just decided uh sometimes there's nothing we can do about that but for the person that is doing it on impulse, and that's the person, for instance, that may stop their car and jump off a bridge, there's usually about 22 minutes. There's about 22 minutes where there's an opportunity to, to talk them down from that. And the same way with somebody who's experienced addiction in their lives. And let's say they're going to go out and they're going to use again and haven't used in 20 years. There's, a, there's about this 20, 22-minute window that they just have to survive. They have to get through those 22 minutes. And if they can get through those 22 minutes, something usually good happens on the other side of that. And that's why I think this 988 is so important. Yeah. So we'll still dial 911, but also, isn't it cool? We'll learn to dial 988. That's 988. We'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. They've been sponsors of the Ron and Don Show for going over a decade. You know, summer's almost here. That means it's time to have your tire tread checked at Les Schwab. One of those regular maintenance things that we never do. Why should we do that? Because that tread is literally where the rubber meets the road. Stop by Les Schwab and have your tire tread checked for free. No charge at all. Or schedule an appointment at LesSchwab.com. And if you do need new tires, right now you can save up to $150 on a set of four select tires with Les Schwab financing. Learn more at LesSchwab.com slash sale. That's Les Schwab Tires, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. When Andrea Mickelson needed to sell her Sammamish home, she was overwhelmed. There was no way that I could even begin to try to figure out what needed to be done. And then once had I figured that out, how I would get it done, who I would hire, what was needed to be done that I didn't even know about. Andrea had heard how Ron and Don go far above and beyond for their clients and how they were the ones for their job. The guys swooped in to take on what she says was just a ton of work, and work they did. It was magic behind the scenes, and Don led an amazing floor-to-ceiling makeover. When they finally went to market, 
Andrea couldn't believe what happened. So the first offer was at least 200000 over the, the asking price, and that was just unbelievable to me. She admits she was tempted to take that first offer, but the guys told her, hey, just hold on. And after all the offers poured in, Andrea says she did even better. It got $450,000 over the asking price better. It was amazing. Andrea says she couldn't be happier, and she's already recommended Ron and Don to her friends and family for their real estate needs. I'm Andrea Mickelson, and thanks to Ron and Don, I got way more for my door. And if you want more for your door, just visit ronanddon.com. Please hit subscribe on your podcast player. We'd also love if you gave us a review. Now let's get back to building Ted. I mean Laverne and Shirley. No, seriously, it's R&D and with me, that's three. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. We have Mitch here from Mitch.Loans. And what's really crazy is we were out in Duval this past weekend. We had a listing out there. And we ended up getting an offer on this house, and, and, and we sold this house for our clients. But I was talking to some of the real estate agents in the area, and they said, boy, have we seen a softening of prices out in bedroom communities. And that's what we would consider Duval, for instance, right? Mitch, this is incredible, because even though that interest rates have gone up a bit, they haven't gone up a lot. They've gone up some. This seems to me to be a real opportunity as real estate kind of evens off here. And I don't think we're going to see some kind of tanking in this market. We're just not. But there's a real opportunity maybe here for buyers that we haven't seen before, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And as you mentioned, there is a slight softening in the market and that is your time to jump because rates are higher. And what that did is it priced out some people. It didn't price out everyone, but really it froze a lot of buyers. And I think they're hoping it might dip. But as we've talked about on the show before, there's a lot of good Seattle incomes. There's a lot of people making a lot of money. We don't see a real big dip, but a soft market is something that you can take advantage of. And you, if you're pre-approved, it's time to buy. Can you give us a way to think about this change uh, in other words, interest rates were historically low for a long, long time. The Fed came out and raised the rate. How do you guys think about it as mortgage brokers? What does it mean? What are the levers? So we look at it as rates are going to continue to rise. Um, and that's the big picture here. And rates are going to keep going up. So the sooner you can get into a house, the better. Because even though rates are going up, they're still low compared to eight years ago, 10 years ago. They're just changing. And so really, it's an opportunity to jump in and get your fixed rate before anything happens. So uh, in my mind, a lot of people think about this as a monthly payment, right? Where it's like, I, I can afford this much rent or this much mortgage payment a month. Mm -hmm. And so does that just mean that the price of the house I can buy changes, but my payment would stay the same? Yeah. So you're still going to be locking in a fixed rate throughout the life of the loan and we'll qualify you based on a debt to income ratio, right? So there's some debt monthly that you cannot afford and we won't push you into doing that. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I want people to understand that the Fed has come out and they even said yesterday, we are going to keep raising interest rates and raising interest rates and raising interest rates. We just are. And the reason we're going to do that is we have to stop inflation in its tracks. 
One of the ways, and really the only way, one of the only levers to stop inflation in its track right tracks right now is to actually go out and buy real estate. That's what you see people on Wall Street doing right now. That's what Zillow tried to do, right? You see Wall Street trying to buy Main Street, and the reason why Wall Street wants to buy Main Street, and there's so many capital companies out there that have gone out and they pooled money, they are buying everything from mobile home parks to condominium buildings, to apartment buildings. And this is what's unusual compared to the crash that we saw in 2008. We we have a lot of people and a lot of companies and LLCs, and I'm one of them in the marketplace, that are out there buying single-family homes. And the thing that people have to understand, and one of the reasons why there's not a lot of inventory out there, people have figured out, hey, I can buy a second home I can vacation rental that home. I can get somebody else to stay in that home when I'm not there. They'll pay down the mortgage on that. I have a friend doing that in Arizona right now. And her plan is when she retires in 15 years is for that house to be paid off. She uses it to go on vacation herself. Then she has a company down in Scottsdale that rents it and leases it out to other people. In 15 years from now, She's going to get rid of the vacation rental, and she has a home in Scottsdale that is paid for. So, Mitch, this is what a lot of people have figured out. This is what a lot of people are doing, and frankly, this is what I'm doing. It is, absolutely. And as we saw, rates went crazy low. That's what a lot of investors were doing. We're collecting all these second homes, right? Because you do a place like Scottsdale, a place um, like Palm Springs, you can get a home and so, yeah, you can get a home down there and then pay that second home off. So the the, the question I wanted to talk about and anything else you want to say about the, like a second home in Scottsdale? No, I was just going to say as Airbnb and all these companies exist, it's getting easier and easier to rent it out, right? So it's not a huge load off your mind to own a rental property. Really what it is is peace of mind for your financial future. So I was looking at mortgage rates as I do. And I noticed that like there's conventional mortgages and then there's ARMS, adjustable rate mortgage, that go for five years or seven years and sometimes 10 years. And the interest rate is lower. Would it be smart if I'm buying a house to use one of those products instead of a 30-year mortgage? It can be, yeah. And I think 2008, really what it did is it scared people away from those products, but they existed for a reason. And that's because the rate is lower for a fixed set of time and then it adjusts. The way for the last five years, really we've been pushing them when you have a property you're buying that you know you're going to move out of soon because you'll have that fixed rate for five, seven years. But if you're going to sell it in three, four, you might as well lock in that low rate in the short term. But now as we're seeing that the rates are going to rise for a little and then in the next economic downturn, they'll probably come back down. And so there is a a very good case to be made to jump on an arm loan right now for that lower rate. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, guys, if you're going to go out and you're going to buy You have no leverage at the negotiating table. Your realtor has no leverage if you haven't been underwritten. In fact, we just don't write offers for people that haven't been underwritten because the bottom line is this. You're wasting our time and you're wasting your time. You're wasting everyone's time. So you have to get underwritten and they can do that right now at Mitch.loans, right? You absolutely can. Yeah. Go to Mitch.loans, apply online, or we can have a brief conversation about your home buying goals in advance and it'll take us one or two days and then you're really ready to go. Armed with that pre-approval letter, it's time to go shopping. Yeah. Think about that. 
Think about a place that you want to retire. Think about buying a home there now. And that's something that we could help you with. And then turning that into a vacation rental, vacationing where you're ultimately going to end up retiring, or maybe you're going to share a home and continue to go back and forth. Think about that, right? I'm getting ready to jump on a plane to go to Maui. That's exactly what my future is going to look like. So, and I want your future to look just as amazing. Mitch Felt Loans, if you need some help, if you're ready to sit down with us, just go to runitonsitdown.com. We will see you on the other side of this. Switch to Mitch. Switch to Mitch. Switch to Mitch. Everybody in the Ron and Don Nation, Ron, is switching to Mitch. That's right? the right. Mitch.loans. Mitch Weeks joins us. And Mitch, you did something the other day that was amazing to us. Ron and Don Nation member wanted to buy a house. You were at an engagement party. The audacity of going to an engagement party. I was able to call you and get the approval letter because we just didn't have it and we put the deal together. So, A, thanks for answering the phone. And that's different than a big bank, right? It sure is. Yeah. I like to be always available for my customers, especially Ron and Don Nation. And yeah, you got a, you got me on the phone and I stepped out of the party and we quickly got him approved. It felt great. Yeah. So on a Saturday night, I was bringing the buyer and I reached out to my friend Todd and Sue and I said, hey, let's reach out to Mitch tonight. And on a Saturday night, there's no big bank out there that's going to get this deal done. We got it done, and we were able to buy that home. We went on day one. We bought it on day one because Mitch was there, and he answered his phone on Saturday And then night. they are still getting the half a percent deal for being in the Ron and Don Nation from Mitch.loans. Go to Mitch.loans right now. If you're buying a new place, you save a half a percent just for being in the Ron and Don Nation. NMLS 169-1573. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Let's talk UFOs right now. That's what they're talking about in the other Washington. They say there's somewhere between four and 500 sightings of UFOs that Congress wants to do and they want to know more about. And they say they can't explain what is happening here. This isn't the first time that this has happened in the other Washington. And my mother used to actually work with UFOs. Uh, I'll talk about that here in a moment. But what are your thoughts on UFOs, Ron, and the testimony uh, that is happening in the other Washington? Yeah, and Washington is actually trying to rebrand uh, and not use a UFO anymore. They're using, uh, what is it called? Unidentified Flying Phenomenon. UFPs or something because because the UFO moniker got hijacked by Hollywood and sci-fi, especially uh, in the 50s and all the B movies and the flying saucer and E.T. and all that stuff. So UFO uh, came to be science fiction and, and, and extraterrestrials when really it's just something that's unidentified. You see something, you don't know what it is, that is an unidentified flying object in the sky. And they have yet, in this report, they're saying sometimes it could be something as simple as a weather balloon that's deflating in the air, the the sun hits it in in a weird way, and the shape is odd, you just don't know what it is. Other times, it's it's it appears to be something like circular that's moving at a speed that's unexpected, or they just don't know what it is. They have not found a ton of crashed items that are extraterrestrial in nature. So I think the first thing is to separate the idea. What do you of, mean they haven't found a ton? They haven't found a ton or they haven't found any? They, they say they haven't found any. Okay. So they, they haven't found, they haven't found uh, you know, any. They found a half a ton of extraterrestrial. Have, they haven't yeah. found 
things that they cannot identify. Okay. Uh, but they see things that, that seem to defy physics or defy logic or defy um, we know what we know about flying. Yeah. My mother used to go to an Air Force base called Kirkland Air Force Base every day in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque is a city, I think it ranks, ranks 82nd in the country as far as how big it is. Uh, and it's right in the Rio Grande Valley. It's built on the side of a mountain. In fact, they're called the Manzano Mountains, which are part of the Rocky Mountains. And the city is just built on the it's it's this grid city built on the side of a mountain. And what's really interesting in those mountains, there's a lot of missile silos. So, for instance, if we were to go to war with Russia, not only does Russia have a lot of uh, nuclear weapons pointed at us here in Seattle, they're also pointed at Albuquerque, New Mexico, because all the nuclear weapons that are in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that are pointed at Russia, right? That's one city that you don't want to be in during a nuclear war. And the second city is probably Seattle, because there's a lot going on here uh, as well. Next time you get out to Discovery Park and you see some of the old defense systems out there, uh, look them up online and learn about that Nike defense system and also when you head over to Cougar Mountain, all the mount, all the uh, the Nike missiles, it's uh, it's fascinating. I just don't have time to go into it right now. So I, I I will say this: when she worked at the Air Force Base, it was connected to Sandia Laboratories. Sandia Laboratories they do a lot of work for the United States government, the Department of Defense, and specifically for the Air Force. And so when all the stealth technology, all the cool planes that we see or we don't see in the air right now with stealth technology, a lot of that stuff my mom had worked on. And I think she can talk about that uh, today. Some of the other stuff she still can't talk about. But they used to have to fly all this stealth technology to test it at night. And so that's what they would do over Nevada. And that's also what they would do all over New Mexico and all over the Southwest. So there would be UFO sightings all the time for years upon years upon years. And my mom, I think, was finally uh, relieved when we looked at the front of the Albuquerque Journal and you could see what had been flying around for years and years and years. It was a stealth technology that Sandia had been working on for the Air Force to create these really incredible planes uh, that are stealth. And for a lot of them, that can't be detected. So we have to ask ourselves, I wonder what the Sandias and the Kirkland Air Force bases, I wonder what they're working on today. And I wonder if what's happening right now in Congress and the other Washington I'm wondering if it's a disservice to our national defense, because, Ron, you just you got to know there's things that we're always working on that are only talked about in the shadows. That's well said. I want to get your mom a couple of margaritas and hear some of these stories <laughs> back in the day. Let's do it. Let's go to Gardenos in Mexico. Margaritas on me. I want to hear all the stories. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to uh, this episode of the Ron and Don Show. We really appreciate you. Uh, don't forget, if you need us, go to ronandonsitdown.com. If you need Mitch, Mitch Not Loans, uh, just go to Mitch Not Loans and 
get underwritten if you are going to buy a house or do any type of real estate transaction. You have to be underwritten. Understand what your leverage points are because you might have to use all of them when it comes down to the wire and you're in a tough negotiation, all right? Also, I want to thank Les Schwab. Summer driving season is here. If you need tires, stop by Les Schwab and right now get $150 off on select tires on a set of four. All right. Yeah. Let's shop. Let's shop.com. If you want to find that location near you, but Ron and myself and Charlie dogs around here somewhere, keep your head up, shoulders back, and we'll see you next time for episode 403 and 404 and 405 only on the Ron and Don radio network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only, 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 only on the Ron and Don radio network.